a drag dinner planned in a mid-state community is being challenged as pornographic and a legal setback for mid-state Congressman Scott Perry. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. Support for The Morning Agenda comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in Lancaster City by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. More details at visitlancastercity.com. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, December 20th. This is being recorded a little earlier today, 6.20 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. So let's get started. A petition asking a Dauphin County community to enforce an anti-pornography ordinance to limit the viewing of a drag dinner has gathered more than 700 signatures. My colleague Katie Knoll reports Millersburg Borough would have to prove the show is pornographic to enforce it. The petition demands the borough require visual barriers in the windows to prevent anyone walking by from seeing the drag show. First Amendment lawyer Craig Stoudmire says the barriers themselves aren't free speech concerns as long as paying customers can access the show. But if the borough issues a fine for noncompliance, it might face an uphill battle. If it doesn't meet the definition of pornographic, then asking them to find someone for an activity that's permissible could entail First Amendment deprivation. Now, the council has scheduled a special meeting for today to hear concerns and opinions. They'll require an ID to enter the building to make sure they're hearing from people who live in the community. Public school advocates say Pennsylvania private and religious schools receiving state funds are employing discriminatory admission practices. Jillian Forstad is with our partners at WESA in Pittsburgh and has the details. Education voters of PEA studied about 20 percent of the 800 schools eligible for Opportunity Scholarship tax credits, including more than a dozen in Allegheny County. According to the report, All had policies that discriminate on the basis of religion, disability, or LGBTQ status. Susan Spicka is the group's executive director. Every public dollar that funds funds tuition at a private school that picks and chooses the students that it enrolls leaves fewer dollars available to be spent in the state budget, which undermines the Commonwealth's ability to fully fund public schools that educate all children. Spica says that's critical as the state rewrites its current school funding system, which a Commonwealth court ruled unconstitutional earlier this year. One of Pennsylvania's leading natural gas companies is poised to drill and frack in the rural community where it was banned for a dozen years for polluting the water supply. Katera Energy has won permission from state environmental regulators to drill 11 gas wells underneath a nine-square-mile rectangle in Dimmick Township in Susquehanna County. The tiny crossroads in northeastern Pennsylvania once found itself in the middle of a national debate over fracking. Now, some landowners can't wait for the Houston-based drilling giant to resume gas production, while others dread the industry's return. People in one western Pennsylvania county are calling for the resignation of an official who's facing felony animal cruelty charges after authorities say her dog starved to death. Washington County Controller April Sloan was arrested last week at her county office. Police filed the charges after a necropsy of her dog, Thor, showed the animal died of severe emaciation and weighed only 20 pounds. That's less than half of what its weight should have been. 
Sloan has been arraigned and released on a $150,000 unsecured bond. She has declined comment on the case. Sloan, a Republican, was elected to her post in November 2021. So on my final day of work of 2023, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania this morning looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that may impact you or your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. Mid-State Congressman Scott Perry has suffered a legal setback in his attempts to shield his communications from federal prosecutors looking into former President Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Politico reports a federal judge has ruled the Republican must disclose more than 1,600 emails, texts, and other communications. Chief U.S. District Judge James Boesberg says most of the messages could not be protected under the Constitution's speech or debate clause because they had little to do with his role as a legislator. Now, last month, unsealed records were inadvertently disclosed, providing more insight into Perry's efforts to help former President Trump remain in power despite losing the 2020 election. Those documents revealed Perry and others taking part in false claims the 2020 election was fraudulent, as well as his role in trying to get Jeff Clark named attorney general, even though Trump only had a few weeks remaining in his term. Clark had said he would use the Justice Department to back the former president's false claims of election fraud. The congressman's phone was seized by the FBI in August 2022 as part of the federal investigation into Trump's post-election activities. An attorney for Perry told Politico he has not yet determined if he'll appeal the ruling. Perry represents the 10th Congressional District, which encompasses Dauphin County and portions of Cumberland and York Counties. A former Pennsylvania death row inmate who spent more than two decades locked up has been released from prison. The move follows the dismissal of murder charges and two 1998 killings in York County that he blamed on his brother, who died in prison. Noel Montalvo, who turned 59 yesterday, was freed after county prosecutors dismissed murder and other charges, and he pleaded guilty to evidence tampering. The York Dispatch reports he was greeted by friends and supporters and said he was looking forward to going home. He and his brother were convicted of killing two women in 1998, but prosecutors say the evidence now only points to his brother. So let's take a bit of a deeper dive into an issue right now. More than 6,000 people, or 10% of the population in Bradford County, live in a food-insecure household. That's according to 2021 data from Feeding America. The group Child Hunger Outreach Partners, known as CHOMP, is working to close the hunger gap in Pennsylvania for people of all ages. Natalie Abruzzo is with our friends WSKG in Binghamton, New York, which isn't too far from the Pennsylvania border. She takes you now to CHOP's mobile food pantry in Sayre. Have a good one. Okay, go in the back seat. It's a cold day outside of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Jim Crown is greeting drivers and placing food boxes in truck beds, car trunks, and back seats at the drive through pop-up pantry organized by CHOP. Crown is a member of the church and says he's been volunteering with CHOP since it began serving the area. Well, the most important thing that I can think of about the work is we're helping others, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be here to help and love our neighbors and do what we can to help them out. The line of vehicles moves quickly. Volunteers unload the mobile food truck, pack boxes with a variety of donated food items, and hand them out one vehicle at a time. Volunteers check registration and call out the number of boxes for each vehicle. This next one is three. Three, huh? Three. Hello. 
Good. Would you like it in the very back? Okay. Some people picked up a food box for people who couldn't attend the event, so that means at times it's two or three boxes per car. Inside the boxes are fresh meats like chicken and pork chops, fresh dairy like yogurt, and frozen fruits like blueberries and cherries. Other items include eggs, cereal, onions, applesauce, rice, instant mashed potatoes, and bread. Many people aren't in the position they are because of something they've done. It's just something that happens in life, and we're here to be able to help them out. And we're glad to do it. The USDA defines food insecurity as the lack of access to reliable and nutritious meals and is considered a public health issue. CHOP registers participants using the Emergency Food Assistance Program, which determines eligibility. This means a family of three is eligible if its annual income is less than $46,000 per year. For individuals, it's an annual income of less than $27,000 a year. The line of vehicles picking up a box weaves through the church parking lot and out onto the main roadway and around the corner. People line up early in the morning. Among them is 90-year-old Rosalind Jarvis. She drove herself from Athens to the church. Well, I think it's just wonderful for people that, you know, it's it's so helpful. Because with the price of groceries today, it's, I don't know how would families they even manage. I have, you know, great-grandkids. And they, you know, their parents, even with working, you know, it's just hard. It's just a, a big help, that's all. CHOP started as a way to bridge the gap between meals for children in Pennsylvania. It evolved as the organization saw a need for food in all age groups. Today, the organization feeds single households, seniors, and families of all ages with its pop-up food pantry. People come to the church location from Tawanda, Athens, Sayre, and Waverly. Hi, how are you? Good. Are you picking up for your son, too? That's Nicole Heyer, the Tawanda Branch Mobile Distributions Coordinator for CHOP. A lot of the people are traveling at least a half hour to 40 minutes to come, so that's, that's great. You definitely can tell that there's a need for food. So we're glad that we can help. Heyer says the church often has a large number of volunteers, but other locations could use more. Gillette is another community in Bradford County, 30 minutes from Sayre. Hire says that location has only one to two volunteers. The pop-up pantry currently serves Bradford and Sullivan counties. On this day, it fed 177 families. 44 of them were new. Once the boxes are handed out to every vehicle in the line, volunteers get to work loading all leftovers back onto the mobile food truck. Hire says any food leftover is restocked at the Central PA Food Bank. That was Natalie Abruzzo reporting. Just a reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel. So as I ride off into the sunset for 2023, I just want to know what is the one song you are listening to today. So reach out to me on Twitter or Blue Sky. You can find me at TLambert895 on both of those platforms. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist as well for my songs of the day throughout the month. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, December 2023, and you can give 
that playlist a like as well. And I'm going to wrap up 2023 with my third Christmas song of the week, calling audibles for my three days of work this week. Not quite the 12 days of Christmas, but my three days of work. And I went with Christmas songs all three days. This one is Greg Lake's I Believe in Father Christmas. Support for The Morning Agenda comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in the city by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. More details can be found at visitlancastercity.com. And that is going to do it for The Morning Agenda today. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, signing off for 2023. Once again, Randy Parker will be in for me tomorrow and Friday. And the morning agenda takes the holiday week off between Christmas and New Year's. I will be back along with the morning agenda on Tuesday, January 2nd. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening each and every day since this podcast launched last February, not even a year old yet. Your company and support is always appreciated. I cannot thank you enough for being there each and every day. Now go have yourself a wonderful holiday season, and I want to wish you a safe, healthy, and happy 2024. Be well, enjoy the day, and you and I will talk again in the new year.